I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Now that BTS members have gone their separate ways, who is going to be the next sensation of K-pop? Don't get me wrong, there are many K-pop bands and artists who are as big as BTS, but you know what I mean, right? BTS took K-pop and owned it completely. But now, after BTS's conscription, it's clear that Hype, the company that manages the band, is looking for the next big thing. With a market capitalization of six point five billion dollars. Hype is now the big cheese of K-pop, and it wants to be a key player, if not the dominant force, in the global entertainment industry. As per Bloomberg, Hype is set to acquire a major stake in one of the pioneering names of K-pop. It'll spend three hundred and thirty-four million dollars to acquire a fourteen point eight percent stake in its K-pop rival, SM Entertainment, which is the organization behind successful bands like NCT One Twenty Seven and Super M. Additionally, by acquiring the majority of the founder Lee Soo Man's shares, Hype will have control of the third largest Korean music label. Now, this is a major development for several reasons. To start with, the man behind Hype, Bang Seok, aka the Hitman, almost had to shut shop before BTS burst into the scene in 2013. The band's phenomenal success ensured that Hitman and Hype remain a major player in the K-pop industry. But it's not just the K-pop industry. Recently, Hype also announced plans to purchase Quality Control, which is the label responsible for success of hip hop heavyweights like Lil Baby and Migos. Plus, in 2021, Bang's company shelled out a whopping one billion dollar for a stake in Ithaca Holdings, which is the media group behind pop stars Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. And Hype has also been making other smart moves. It has teamed up with Universal Music Group or UMG to distribute its music in the U.S. and other countries. It even has a joint venture with UMG's Geffen Records. Also, many of Hype's artists are signed to major labels, which gives it additional clout. So while everyone was wondering what's next for Hype, it already seems to be a step ahead in the entertainment game. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbari, and this is the deep dive for 15th February 2023. Physical shopping is fun when you have all the time in the world, but online delivery is about convenience, right? If you can get your essential items delivered at your doorstep, then nothing better than that. And e-pharmacy portals have been a big help to the elderly and really ill patients, especially during the pandemic. To be fair, even online pharmacy businesses benefited from the situation. But it turns out that these e-pharma portals may not have had the required license to sell drugs. Just a few days back, on 10th February, the Drugs Controller General of India, or the DCGI, issued show cause notices to 20 online drug sellers, including the tech giants Amazon, Flipkart, Health Plus, and Tata One MG, prohibiting them from selling medicines online. The notice states that their businesses have violated government norms as they've been selling and stocking up meds without acquiring a prerequisite license. But if that's the case, then why did it take so long for the DCGI to realize this? Well, turns out 
the flaw is in the law now legally imports manufacturing and sale of drugs is regulated under the drugs and cosmetics act of 1940 there are very clear regulations on home delivery of drugs or the sale of restricted drugs without a prescription but here's the thing the law doesn't view online and offline sales as different categories in fact neither the pharmacy practice regulations of 2015 nor the drugs and cosmetics act have a statutory definition for quote unquote e pharmacy and while e commerce businesses generally come under the purview of the information technology act of 2000 when it comes to specific laws for e pharmacy it's all still a bit hazy and that's why e pharmacy has always been in a bit of a legal controversy in india there are allegations that without adequate regulations these web portals can easily lead to misuse of medicines then there's also an ongoing tussle between online sellers of medicines on one side and chemists and pharmacists who sell medicines through brick and mortar retail stores on the other and these are tussles over allegations of predatory pricing and discount offers on medicines sold online some like the all india organization of chemists and druggists or the aiocd wants a blanket ban on the sale of drugs from this e-commerce platforms others like the confederation of all india traders or the cit are asking the judiciary to enforce strict regulations for e-pharmacies goes without saying that these bodies have welcomed the dcgs move but in a digital india the e-pharma empire is also bound to grow in one of our previous episodes we had also told you about the telemedicine business and how this pandemic norm is still growing in smaller towns thanks to smartphones and internet penetration and that is the case with e-pharma as well a kpmg ficci report from 2022 estimated that india's e pharmacy market is growing at an annual rate of 40 to 45% an estimate by consultant ernst and young also expects the e pharmacy market in india to grow at a compounded annual growth rate of 31% from 2020 to 2025 but the legal framework is yet incomplete and the government is working on amending laws to be able to regulate e pharma last year the health ministry had constituted a committee to propose draft regulations for the sector the challenge however is in making sure that there's a level playing field for both digital and brick and mortar businesses if you like listening to the signal daily please show us some support rate us and review us on apple podcasts and spotify we'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast so please feel free to shoot an email at hello@thesignal.co The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini Kushal and me Shorbari. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you.